Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Colleague Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week for episode 156 for my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who loves Pushkin more than Pliskin. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? Ah, uh, thank you. Dasvidaniya to Bacargo, or hello. I don't even know how to say hello in Russian, but yeah, what's, what's up? What's up, everybody? Um, I'm happy to be in America. That's where Bacargo is located instead of in Russia, because I'd probably be speaking out against uh, Putin and everybody, and I would probably wind up dead. Uh, they would, they would have thrown you off a of roof. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, not, not even funny. So, like, there was the dude that that uh, that was part of the whole P-Tape gate thing with Trump. Mm-hmm. The Russian spy that was there died in the backseat of his car because he had a heart attack, mm-hmm. even though he had a gunshot wound in his chest. Um, way to start the show on wow wait, wait 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 no 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 oh, yeah 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good like that I'm good like that then wait a minute no everybody's gotta know their news about Russia so then oh then God. there was a dude that was supposed to they were supposed to um, testify the next day well the oh day before he's on his he's at his on the fifth floor of his house of uh-huh. his condo and people are lifting up a bathtub into his condo and somehow he accidentally fell Excellent. five floors mm-hmm. uh down to the ground, he's in critical condition because now he can't testify. That's the next of a movie. Like, yeah, what? It's, 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 some, it's some wild shit. So, and, then, and then there was a dude who criticized Putin while he was in Russia. And he left and went to the Ukraine and he just got shot. Somebody killed My him. My goodness. Yo, oh, yo. Place, this is the happiest beginning of the Is of anyone a still listening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love y'all. Well, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my god. oh wow! My, my, we're gonna we're gonna bring in our other host. <laughs> totally lighten the mood. My man, my mellow. This is man. I can't. God damn it, Reef! How you doing, Sharif Jackson? SharifJackson.com. Yeah. How are you, sir? I stand for peace. Uh, <laughs> nice things. And the closest I've been to Russia is when Zangief dances with Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh, I forgot oh, that gosh, did that. Uh, oh. That is the closest. Oh. Uh, so thanks for making thanks for making the Soviets proud, Zangief. I rep for Ooh. you, son. Word, word. How how were your weeks? How was everything going on on your end, Reef? I know that you've been busy running around like a mad person. How's everything going? Things are good, man. You know, I've been uh, you know brought on some new tutoring clients, which is great. Uh, wow. I've been. Uh, traveling around with the switch i know i talked a lot about that last uh, week but yeah i've just been getting a lot of good mileage out of it playing on the go um and just completely diving into mass effect which i'll talk about a little later as well so yeah nice 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 see how what about you uh i've been having a really great week on twitter um you know based on our conversation last week about the switch and um i guess some of the things that that i had to say about it uh, I had some great, great discourse on Twitter. I want to shout out a couple of people. First off, I want to shout out uh, the real Ian uh, underscore E on Twitter. Uh, he and I went back and forth a bunch of times uh, talking about uh, the the Twitch, the Twitch, uh, the, the Twitch, the Switch itself, and and uh, how viable it's going to be in the future. Jeffrey L. Wilson, uh, that dude who I think he's a senior editor at uh, PC Mag. Yep. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, we, he was he jumped in there and and we were having it out. And last but not least, our homeboy, uh, Mr. Grand Pooh Bear himself, who is uh, straight caping for for the switch. Oh man, and, I, I yeah. missed this. Yeah, yeah I missed it. It was yeah. a good it was a good back and forth too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I want you know shout out everybody. Um, great conversation had by all. If you guys want to jump in, you can jump into my mentions. Or better yet, you can send an email to spawnonmepodcast at gmail.com and we can uh, keep that conversation going. Word, word. You guys did a phenomenal job on the last episode. It was so good, the conversations about Wildlands and about you know, kind of jumping into to Mass Effect and everything. I was so proud. I was, I was listening to it and I was like, these are my boys. I love them. It's so Aww. nice. Group so nice. Yeah. Group feels. The feels. Yeah, and I just got back from Mexico, uh, which was cool. Uh, Mexico is a really, really fun and interesting place, especially when you go to one, <clears throat> when you go there at, uh, at an all-inclusive. So we went to Club Med down in Ixtapa. Um, and the first things they tell you is to be careful and wear a lot of sunscreen because you are really, really close to the sun down there, being closer to the equator and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, don't drink the water. And oh. also, be wary of drunk white people. So there there are three things that most people tell you. And I and I got through number one okay, kind of. I didn't know exactly how hot the sun was gonna be until I woke up one day and the, all the skin on my lip just fell off. Oh and I and I was like, That's not dope. Like that's that's just not okay. And I didn't do the drink the water thing because they had filtered all the water there, but I got super sick for two days and just was like laid up in the in the in the house and couldn't do much. Uh, so that kind of sucked and it gave me the, the like Michael Jackson bubble guts and that was like oh. that was not cool because I was Sorry. like in the in the in the crib and if you don't know what the Michael Jackson bubble guts they're, they're a little bit different than, than the usual ones that you get if you got to go to the bathroom and, and you can't decide if you have to throw up or poop uh, oh. because when you get up oh. in there it sounds like so I, I have I have named oh those the God. Michael Jackson poops. Oh, my friend. Uh, and that's TMI because right. I love that y'all. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Yeah, Pretty so I love good. y'all. Uh, I love y'all. That's the reason why I could give you that TMI. I, I, I will say uh, don't drink the water and stay away from drunk white people is the same thing that they tell people in Flint, Michigan. So, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. I will say this, though. I hadn't seen an incident of young white children telling off their parents in oh, a very long time. Until I got to Mexico, you would think I would have seen it at least once here in Portland. Yeah, right. You, you live in Portland. I haven't <laughs> seen it here because because everybody's everybody's high. It's like the kids are high, uh, the parents are high. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so you don't have to worry about it. But in Ixtapa, your kids are walling out. I don't know. They were like, "Fuck you, mom!" And I was like, "What? Oh no!" Two two sets of kids no gave no their way. parents the fuck yous. Wow. No. And their parents ate it. They what? took that spin. They took no. that spinning power driver to the face and ate it like I wouldn't champs. have survived. Mm-hmm. Like champs. I would not be here. I I'd would be not dead. be here. I'd be dead. Nope. But it was a good time. A good time was had by all, except for me because I was sick. Oh. Uh, my, my wife was happy. She was like, "At least I have fun." I was like, "You know what? That's fine. You just trying to look like me anyway out here in this sun." We ain't gonna talk about that anyway. <laughs> anyway, that other other amazing, lovely voice that you hear on the show with us this week is. One of my favorite streamers, one of our favorite streamers here in Chicago, oh, cool. uh, we met, oh gosh, we met through Tanya to Pass, I believe. Yes. Uh, who was bigging you up. I was in one of her streams 
and she was like yo you got to check out andrea and i was like who this who this at and i was like <laughs> let's see if we can check out your stream and it was one of the best ex- best initial experiences that i've ever had going into a stream and going really? into meeting a new streamer because you're so loving and so welcoming when you bring people into the fold and it and it definitely is just like something that permeates throughout your stream without the community that you've built um so it's great to bring on finally to Bricago, finally to spawn on me simply andrea how are you doing today yes i'm doing good it's good to be here word Can't complain. word how have you been how's everything going on on, on your side how's everything going busy I'm trying to yeah. scale it back a lot because last year was a lot for me, like personally and streaming wise. Did two conventions in one weekend and I was just running around like crazy. <laughs> so this year I'm trying to like tone it down a little bit more. Yeah, yeah even, even you saying two conventions in a weekend stresses yes. me out. Like, I can't imagine right. actually doing it. Flo- yeah, flew out for TwitchCon um, to work at any key, which is they're, they're amazing. Love them. And then I had to fly back up to back up here and go to gamer x because i was talking on a panel with dj and carolyn petite and tanya aka cypher so that was it was fun but never again but it was great (laughs) but just just when i think back i'm like how did i pull like why who told me i had the audacity to do that like who told me two conventions in one weekend go and yeah but it was great it was great hectic but it was amazing nice nice yeah. Uh, Andrea, let's let's start at the beginning. Sure. Right? Like all great stories begin. Yeah. Um, how did your great story begin? Um, oof. Okay. We we had to take it all the way back to <laughs> <laughs> when I, I've been playing video games for honestly as long as I can remember. So it starts with, off with my dad. He obviously saw that I gravitated towards this before I even knew or paid attention or had an inkling. So he, it's all his fault, y'all. It's all all his fault but he got me he got me a nintendo got me duck hut and mario brothers and it just kind of spiraled from there and then i got my game boy which i still have with tetris like my old school game boy still works nice. and everything um nice. and then i moved on to sega genesis i'm about to show my age samurai showdown um street fighter nice <sighs> uh, like my my beginning was a lot of fighting games and um, we'd also hit up the arcades and he, he taught me how to play my first person shooter with those big old blue guns that were ridiculously heavy and <laughs> we'd shoot zombies and it was just like a great a great experience and mm-hmm. I like looking back I just remember like how happy I was to kind of have this shared experience and I guess it kind of kind of speaks to what I do now with with Twitch but it like my mind was blown when the PlayStation came out like nobody could tell me nothing she came out and I got Final Fantasy. I was like, yeah, I got Final Fantasy. Y'all can't tell me nothing. <clears throat> like, I was just, I was the only girl in my school, too, who had these interests. Like, really? so they were like, yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird time. So I was kind of like, where did, where did you grow up? Oakland, California. Oh, okay. So it, you know, I went, I went to a school where it was maybe like four white people and the rest were blacks and and Asians and Mexicans, but their interests were a lot different. They were worried about boys, and I was worried about comic books and manga and video games. And they were like, "So who do you think is cute?" And I'm just like, 
we yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Street Fighter? Can we talk about Tekken? Like, can we... you, you know, that, that, <laughs> that like really surprises me, like considering that obviously San Francisco is sort of the epicenter of the industry. Yeah. In right. in a North America, at least. So I would think in like Oakland, like they, you wouldn't be able to get away from it, even as you would, kids. You would think so. Now that I'm, now that I'm grown, it's, it's changed a lot. But growing up as a kid, it was, it was different. It wasn't a lot of like girls who went to the arcade. They'd have other interests. So Okay. I'd just be hanging around with the dudes shooting hoops, playing marbles, playing pogs, you know. Nice. They, they couldn't, wow. yes, go old school, yes, mm. pogs. But a lot of a lot of my girlfriends back then, they didn't understand, you know. So I was kind of labeled as like the weird, nerdy girl. Yeah. I didn't care. It was whatever. You got to own it. Got to, yeah. I just owned it and, and roll with it. But a lot of the stuff that I was teased for as a kid, you know, now it's kind of celebrated and. That's right. I'm kind of right. coming into my own, so I I can't complain about those roots. It made me who I who I am right now. Nice, nice. So so you've been streaming for how long? When, when was this? When was the day? When was the fateful day that you were like, I'm going to get into this weird Oof. and wonderful magical place <laughs> called Twitch? Because I mean, I I was talking to somebody today earlier, and and uh-huh. they didn't understand, you know, people watching other people play video games. And for us, I feel like it's been at this point where we just kind of all get it now. Yeah. But what was what was your first kind of interaction with Twitch? What was your first kind of interaction with streaming? And, and what was the thing that made you want to jump in? The first interaction with Twitch, uh, a friend of mine, they were like, oh, I know you love gaming. You, sh- you should check out Twitch. And I'm like, Twi- what? Twitch, what's that? You know, and they, they showed me the site and I'm like, OK, so like I watch people play video games. Okay, so I kind of got into Twitch around 2013-ish, 2014-ish, and I had no intentions of being a streamer. I just like going to people's channels and hanging out and mm-hmm. being a part of other people's streams and learning about different streamers. So, you know, I'd hit up like Man vs. Game, Co, Tactical Pinup, um, and I'd just hang out in their streams, and it just was cool, you know, interacting with them, interacting with their community, and you know my dad passed during this time and i went through like a weird kind of grieving period and i was thinking like what could i do you know what what's an outlet and you know i remember remember like like it was yesterday it was november and she sat me down and she's like you know your dad he want you to be sad and he want you to grieve but he wouldn't want you to wallow and get stuck and when she told me that i was just like oh that's that's deep that's kind of true so it kind of reminded me about video games and kind of my journey through gaming and the relationship that me and my father had two games as well and it kind of brought me back to twitch because i had taken a break for a little while i didn't go online i didn't go on twitter i just really took a hiatus from everything and then i hopped back on twitch and i remember thinking like this would be a dope way to kind of you know honor it and kind of stream on the weekend because we'd always hit up the arcade on the weekend and maybe this is something that i could do for fun so i took the plunge uh, December twelfth, oof, two thousand fourteen, and I haven't looked back since. Nice, wow, yeah. So, so um, if you go back to those sort of like arcade days, did you have any uh, favorite arcade games? Oh, or absolutely. Experiences? I smack up everybody in Street Fighter. Just pick Chun Li or Cammy and just just kick oh, back Cammy. and yes, yep. Wow, and, spin um, and drill, huh? basically, and then. Um, <laughs> And then my sister got me Tekken, and I was hooked from, like, the first Tekken. So that's, like, my, my secondary fighting game. I'm honestly surprised I don't play more fighting games because that's, that's definitely my roots. 
What do you think? What do you think the the reason for that is? And because I I feel the same way. Um, you know, uh, we've talked about it on the show before mm-hmm. that uh, growing up in in hoods, mm-hmm. the one the one gathering place for friendly competition or one of them was the local pizza shop, the bodega, yep. or whatever it was, and they would have an arcade machine in there. Yep. And there would be bunches of people huddled around it, mm-hmm. and it's always a fighting game. And then, always, you know, and that stuff translated and transferred to to the home consoles. And fighting games were, were big on the Genesis, big on um, SNES, yeah. uh, big big on the PlayStation. I mean, Neo Geo was basically a fighting right. game. Ne- yeah, Neo yeah. Geo was a fighting game console um, and baseball star. Um, and uh, well, taking it back, and, right? And, and and then it just kind of disappeared. Yes, uh, it breaks my heart so much. Right. So like, but but there, it's starting to make a resurgence. Yes. But have you latched onto the resurgence? And what do you think uh, played a role in in you know why they disappeared in a in a you know substantial way? That's interesting. Uh, I was kind of thinking about that too. Like why I think because of just how video games have have advanced with graphics and we we have so many options now it's not like back in the day you know one game or two hot games will drop and that's it and now we have all these releases back to back where it's just like wait it wait it's not even april hold on all these releases are just coming out and so it's i guess it's a lot more to filter through now in, in terms of the variety of games that we have to play now i definitely think that has something to do with that but i'm glad it's making a comeback um street fighter kind of made me a little salty just a little bit because <laughs> I was watching some streams and I'm like back in the day we didn't have to pay for that so I'm like an old woman back in the day we just beat we just beat the game hard and then we got this we didn't have to pay for that you know so it was me my salt was emerging with that but hopefully hopefully Tekken will make me happy because that's let me some Tekken and yeah. Justice 2 coming out soon too. I know it's I'm so hyped for that game it looks really good no. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so, like as you said in in your uh, intro, you know, you, you you've been involved in the Twitch community for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like, w- what are some of the things that you've noticed that have changed since when you first jumped in to where you see it now? Ooh, do we have, do we have enough time to talk? No, um, <laughs> so many things just kind of rolled through my head, like, um. <laughs> And I'm trying to think about how much do I want to say and what do I want to not say and what. I mean, just a few of them. I mean, like, you just don't have to few. go through the litany. Whatever just, won't get you in trouble. Yeah. I, and that's what I'm like. What, don't get fired. This, will it... <laughs> You're just like, don't get fired. Mini violins play. Um, some different things. Just. I see Twitch trying, like, cause I've, I've Twitch, Twitch staff, you already know, don't even, Twitch staff know me very well. Like I've been super vocal behind the scenes about certain things that go on with Twitch. Like the auto mod thing that dropped, that, that was not something that wasn't even thought about when I first was on Twitch. And y'all know which emote is used when, when streamers of color stream. That used to piss me off so much when I first got on Twitch, like, at first, it was cool. Everyone used the emote. Then, somewhere along the line, it kind of got twisted. So, I'm right. I'm glad that it, Twitch... It was appropriated. <sighs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm glad that Twitch stepped it up with Automod because I don't see any of that in my channel now. Like, it, it's to the point where 
my mods are like, damn, we need to get to ban that person because Automod just <laughs> shuts it down. <laughs> nope. You thought, boop. Nope. Trigger <laughs> my, I feel bad for my mods. They Automod is going to work them out of a job. but And then, you know, the viewbotting stuff, they're trying to clean that up. Right. Trying. It's like the slowest thing because some channels, let me be quiet. Um, well, well, can you explain what viewbotting is for those who... Viewbotting is when a Twitch streamer, because they want to remain on the top of the directory or they want to kind of control the directory and show up as having the most viewers, they'll pay a service to put fake viewers in their in their chat so they'll show up at the, at the top. <sighs> so I've been doing this wrong all these years now. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. Yeah, and then... You know, and then it was the whole, the whole what I call the hitboxing, where like the the streamers that got kicked off Twitch, they kind of ran the hitbox because Twitch had banned them, so they ran the hitbox, and it was it's just a weird, weird and ugly time. Things yeah. are kind of things are kind of starting to even out with communities and the app that they're trying to drop. This looks a lot like Discord. The interesting thing, so I guess one of the questions I had for you was, yeah, start you know starting off, you said in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, one of the hardest things I see a lot of folks who will ask, you know, me or ask other streamers online is, you know, mm-hmm. how do I get bigger on Twitch and how do I how do I kind of push myself to a higher level than where I was when I started? Um, it, and, it, and, you know, one of the things that I've noticed again in your stream is just how both chill you are with your with your community and how much they like adore you. And that's that's something you don't see in a lot of channels. With it, like there's fanboyism, fangirl, fan, mm. fangirlism, yeah, that kind of stuff that happens in a lot of streams. But like people genuinely know when they come into your room that they're gonna have a good time and that they're gonna be entertained. Yeah. What was the th- thought process when you first kind of started to stream about how you wanted to build your community and what like some of the tent poles that you thought about um, kind of starting out? When I when I used to go in people's communities and what kind of led me off a lot of the bigger channels were was like the interactivity like i've seen streamers sit there for like 10 20 minutes and not say anything and just be silent and play the game and it's like twitch is kind of a back and forth thing like you're not just playing in a vacuum you're not just playing to a room by yourself you have people who are watching you you have people who are you know they're looking for that connection they're looking for that interaction so when i thought about how i wanted to run my channel I really wanted it to feel like a group of friends in the same room, just all chilling and just sharing kind of this game. I didn't want it to just be, oh, let me sit down and play this game. I wanted it to be a shared experience. And that's something that's really important to me. Like I'll open up a poll and just let my viewers pick what I play. Like I'll just open it up. Well, y'all want to see me play. And whichever game gets the top votes, that's what I play. And it's viewers choice and we run it a lot. And the last game they picked was The Last Guardian. So that's the game I'm yeah. I'm tackling but it's I think it's important as streamers because I know a lot of we've seen it how chat can get out of control and the streamer kind of doesn't think that they have control but it is your the people in your community are an extension of you because you draw them to your channel and having not just a good experience for myself but making sure that my viewers are good too was really important to me i don't want it to feel like it's a line between oh you're the streamer and, and i'm just the person in our chat i'm just the person watching like i didn't want there to be a line like mm-hmm. i consider my viewers they're my friend i don't think of them as like oh they're my viewers I, they're, they're like friends like i know them i know their parent like it's a 
it's a relationship. Like a lot of people, they have my number now just because of hanging out and chat and we'll catch up and I'll ask them about school or whatever's going on in their life and they check in on me. So it's, it's, it was really important to me to kind of build that solid community foundation towards it's more like less streamer viewer and more like friends yeah and 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 how how was that like um early on because of course you know like you had to kind of build that community up Mm -hmm. from the beginning (laughs) so and and like i think that like that's what kyle was getting at is that a lot of people start you know obviously you know some people start with zero or they have Mm -hmm. an existing fan base um i'm really curious as to some of like the experiences that like you had you know in, in that sort of like beginning to middle stage like before you blew up into the simply andrea popping bottles and and like all that stuff that that you do now so i always tell like when streamers because i I have been asked a lot off off stream and in dms and stuff you know how do i how do i do this and how do i get bigger and i'm and i always tell everybody everybody starts at zero we all start at zero we everybody plays to that and magical zero number and my experience i don't even know like who who like who I thought I was as a streamer, but one of the, one of the earliest games I played was GTA. And, <laughs> and <laughs> it's so funny looking back on it. I'm just like, girl, what were you doing? But it I was, can't it imagine was, you play like, GTA now. I haven't been in your stream so much. I can't imagine it. I, that was one of the first, first games I ever played, you know, so I get the comments like, Oh, you playing GTA? And I'll be like, yeah, you see it in the title. Like the, the, way I re- <laughs> like, the way I respond to trolls, like I don't cry. I just be real sassy and kind of flippant, depending on what they say. You know, I just brush it off, you know, and of course it's GTA. So, you know, people are going to come in with the N word. And I had a lot of that too. And I was just like, okay. You know, I even told one troll like, okay, you're not original. I'm going to need you to take this band and then come back and try something I haven't heard. Like, so, so a lot of it was me just being sassy with, with trolls and, you know, running around crazy with Trevor and, and Franklin. But, but GTA was like one of those, one of those moments where I was just like, when I was streaming it, it was a blast because I got to meet a lot of dope African-American streamers who, who they didn't like have their cameras on, but they'd approach me after and be like, you have your camera on and you're so cool. And like, can we play, you know? So that just kind of became the foundation. And then we just started running death matches with just huge death matches on the weekends. And I just think that any streamer starting out or any streamer who wants to grow their community, just think about how you want to make it. Like think about, what you want your channel to be and just work towards that. Like if you want to be sarcastic and then run with that, that's your thing. That might be your strength. Run with it. Like my strength is I'm friendly. I'm bubbly. So I run with my, my strengths. And I think a lot of the times casters get too caught up in what they see other casters doing as opposed to Mm. doing what works for you personally, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of casters, you know, I've seen it they have a persona and then you meet them in person and it's something totally different than how they present themselves on cast. So casters who might be starting out or, or thinking about how to structure your community, don't necessarily build your community around a game because games have a shelf life and they come out and then another game comes out and you can't, right. you can't really establish your community around a soul game because the industry's constantly changing. Start from you, the streamer, because that's your stream, it's your channel. Start with you and kind of build from there. I have a question about, and I'm glad you poked that. Yeah. I'm glad you poked yeah. at that part of the, 
the kind of like I'm, I'm gonna put air quotes up yeah the, the the black gamer experience on twitch and the question i had was mm-hmm. there is, there seems to be this interesting dynamic that happens uh when folks are trying to learn how to stream uh, and before they get really comfortable with their own streaming and mm-hmm. having you know people watch them and 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 can you get your cadence down and stuff like that right um was there a huge difference between when you start? Did you always? I mean, did you start streaming with when uh, being on cam, or did yep. you start not on cam? I started off on camera the whole night. Oh, you just, did! I just jumped oh, in feet first. Let's do it. Let's camera on. That's, let's do this. Wow, that's so interesting because I know a lot of folks. They're like, I don't want to be on cam first. Yeah, yeah. and especially yeah. a lot of folks who are people of color don't yes. want to do it on cam first because of the harassment and because of mm-hmm. um, the kind of stuff that you just get in your chat. Yeah. Um, but you just blew up my whole question then because you already I started did. off watching. I did. I did. And it was so funny. Like, even even to this day, I'll get like that random comment or just comes in and like, you're black. And then I always be like, oh, my God, I am. I thought I was just a really tan white girl. Dang, my dreams are shattered. Um, but like, I always joke around because I'm like, yes, I'm black. I have the camera on. Okay, can we play the game now? Like, can we just... Yeah, it's, it's established I'm black. My credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done with you. So a while, a while ago, uh, uh, you started you started talking about any key. Yes. Um, I can't find that on my keyboard. Uh, can you explain to me? Yeah, dad jokes, dad jokes. Thank you no, it's much. okay. Dad jo- it's so funny. Thank you, thank you Honestly, uh, I know um, you were yeah. like having the dad joke thing, but I've been approached at conventions where people have asked, did we actually have like the little keyboard keys that they could put on their keyboard? Oh. Yeah. I feel well, bad because I mean, I'm like, we don't have any opportunity. Yeah. I know, right? I was just like, we need to do this. This yeah. needs to be a thing. Yeah. But any key is, is dope because they're they're a new initiative that that just started and it's a partnership between ESL and Intel. And it's basically about bringing more diversity and inclusivity to esports and gaming. And when I heard about it, I was just like, sign me up. But then they didn't have the affiliates program when I first heard about it. So I like had to wait, but I I knew like instantly when I saw their mission statement and went to their website, anykey.org, I was just like, I need to be part of this. Sign me up. I sent them an email and, they emailed me back and they were like, well, not yet. We're, we're looking for people to come on board. And I'm like, well, when you get this started, email me. I will, I will be like one of the first ones, like sign me up now. And they're great. They're a great organization. I work with them. You shout out to Morgan on that. Yes. I love Morgan. Shout out to Morgan. Love you, Morgan. Love you, Morgan. Morgan is amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 So, so, you talked a little bit about kind of the beginning parts of streaming for you and, and kind of building up your community mm-hmm. and, you know, being in the same spaces as other streamers and kind of getting getting some of that love when you go to conferences and stuff. Has how has that been now that you have kind of grown your channel now and you've, you've gotten people who recognize you uh, because you're on social media yeah. with the dope hashtags, hashtag simply Andrea, hashtag. Mm-hmm. Andre at this conference hashtag <laughs> I'm gonna be over here now. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how has that stuff been for you that you kind of like got yourself a, a little bit of shine now that you've been, been doing all? It's stuff? been dope. Like at TwitchCon, it was a lot of love. Like it still throws me off when people be like Andrea, and I'm like yes. I turn around, I'm like yes, hi. Then it hits me like girl, your name is everywhere. Of course they're gonna say Andrea, but it's still <laughs> <laughs> it's still nice. If people are like Andrea, you know, people just run up and hug me. 
and you know i know them by their screen name because i'm on their instagram and we share pictures and i'm like oh my god it's you so it's really it's really dope i don't know it's just something really fulfilling about seeing a person in your chat and just seeing their screen name and then you get to meet them in person yeah. it's just a really dope feeling like i was just cheesing all day at TwitchCon. i'm just like i love this this is great it's a great feeling it's a great feeling That's yeah cool. now now um in in your experiences you know at these cons have you mm -hmm. seen these cons um become more diverse over the years like do you see some of the efforts that um you know that um con organizers have been talking about have you seen those actually uh like result in some tangible like uh are you seeing more uh, people of color specifically women um and like different uh um orientations and such at, at these cons mm -hmm. that you go to gdc stepped it up they actually had a uh, pronoun stickers that you could put on on your badges and that's something oh, nice. that i only saw at gamer x so the fact that gdc stepped it up this year and was like we're gonna give everybody pronoun stickers i'm like good job gdc this is this is good. I saw a lot more women just in general at GDC this year. Like it was, mm. I was really, really happy about that it, in comparison to last year. Last year was a little bit more low key. This year it was just, everybody was there. I was just like, whoa, this is, this is a lot. Like where all people come from? There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people this year. I was just like, whoa, was it this packed last year? And I'm trying to think back, like, was it? But I don't, it was a lot more people this year, but I, I had no complaints. I went on a scholarship um, this year to GDC. Shout out to Girls Girls Make Games, because if it wasn't for GMG, I would not have been in attendance this year. And they, they gave out scholarships to some awesome women and some awesome women of color who are doing great things in the industry. So that made me happy. Seeing things like that made me really happy. TwitchCon, gotta, is, I, TwitchCon is getting there. Needs, needs a little bit more work. Okay. <laughs> if I'm if I'm being honest, because you know it's bad when you see another black person like, oh my god, I, I should I should be doing that at a convention. I shouldn't have to I be, agree. be like Gia. playing Where's Waldo yeah. African American people edition. Like wait oh, wait wait the hey, crowd was hey. moving too fast. You black wait I, come here. I'm, I'm, I mean that's how it was like when I was in corporate like 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 I see another black person and like yes. we just lock eyes and just be like look for the North Star. <laughs> exactly. Yo, yes, yesterday, yesterday at work, I saw three black people walking together uh -huh. in the parking lot, and I just I Lesson. stared and I stared Lesson. and gawked at them like it was Malcolm X, the Nation of Islam, walking down the street. It be like yo, that I, sometimes, though. Right, yo, I I I saw I saw them and uh -huh. they came close to me, uh -huh. and I was like, uh, I can't be with y'all. Because then they're gonna call the cops. That's right. That's right. gonna be loitering. Right. Exactly. Right. Look at this gaggle of Negroes. Yep. Exactly. That, that is so sad. Yeah. Isn't it? Though? But it's true. Yeah, it, it is. True. It is very true. It is. It is true. It is. So uh, I, I've got I've got a really really tough question for you. Okay. Right. You okay. Where, what is and where is your gaming happy place? What is My gaming? Oh. What is your gaming comfort? Gaming comfort. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, what is? That's a good question. I gotta think. Um, it used to be first person shooters, and that sounds so weird that FPS could be like comfort food. I don't know. No, it's definitely something. But just letting that clip fly is yeah, it's very right. therapeutic. <laughs> but but now it's it's more like uh, story driven games, exploration games. That's that's definitely bread and butter for the stream now. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's dope. Well, but 
even so, are you gaming off stream? Do you, do you right? Like, do you feel like gaming is your job? That's a good question. And you and you stream, but you know, like, is gaming still your hobby? You know what? That's 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 changed a lot since I started. In the beginning, when I when I first first started streaming, I would just get off stream and just pop in another game and just and just keep playing. But now I'm kind of learning to pace myself because not all games are streamable. Like certain certain games lag and just plot elements, glitches, what have you. They're not always streamable. They might not always carry to your audience. So now that I've been streaming for a little bit longer, I kind of know what my viewers expect. I kind of know what they like to watch me play. So I don't really game offline as much as I used to. Not not nearly as much as I used to. Like it, I'll be lucky if I can if I can snatch like six hours to to play Overwatch offline or like the the first I've actually went back in and played Dragon Age Inquisition and that was I haven't touched Dragon Age since I streamed it and that was like a year and a half ago. So wow. yeah, so I don't I wish I could say that I I game more offline, but I don't. More my mentality is more like okay, what's the next six months gonna look like for games for me to stream? That's more so where my Hmm. Right, my and not and that. not not hey even what is the next six months of games for me to play right so I'm so sure. you're so yeah. you're basically saying that the games you play are the games you stream yep games and if it's not a game that's streamable you're probably not gonna yep play. and I'll probably play it offline uh, when I could snatch some time which isn't really often but. But yeah, most it, it has changed drastically. That's an excellent question. It has changed a lot since I first started. I rarely play offline. I'm more like decompress offline. What's uh, the, what's uh, go oh, yeah go ahead. yeah? Well, I was just gonna say how many how many hours a week do you think you spend streaming? Oh, okay. Um, if it's Overwatch, I can easily pull twelve hours on on Saturdays. So oh, let me think. My streams normally run seven hours. So, so anywhere from like 10 to 30 hours, because I only stream Friday through Sunday. But I try wow. to make those wow. days count, you know. Holy shit. So I'll just... 30 yeah. hours in a weekend? Yeah, I, yeah. Are there even that many hours in a weekend? I don't know hours <laughs> or math. Wow. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I've um, Especially when certain events drop in Overwatch, I did pull like two 12 hours in a row. Damn. Yeah. I was just like, let's smash it out, community. Let's go. 12 hours, let's do it. Damn. Yeah. So... So how, okay, so here's here's the thing that I'm finding difficult when I start when I stream or uh-huh. like when I'm starting the process of thinking about all right I'm gonna mm-hmm. get on for a certain amount of time. Oof, it's okay. a game that I really want to jump on and uh-huh. I want to I want to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm finding it really hard. So like Horizon came out and mm-hmm. everybody and Mama was was streaming Horizon, yes. True. and I wanted to stream Horizon too, mm-hmm. but that game lends itself to. You know, you know your own play style, right? So it's yeah. like if it's stuff that's like stealth games. I know I play games really slow when I mm-hmm. play stealth stuff, yeah. and that can be really boring to watch as a <laughs> as a person who is a a, a viewer. Uh-huh. How do you figure out what your streamable games are besides mm-hmm. the stuff that people expect you to kind of stream, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how do you figure out like. Uh, you know, I want this game to be a little bit of a narrative experience for me, yeah. as opposed to having other people just like. So I know you're going over to get that rock. Why don't you hit that person with the rock? Oh like, how, like how, how does that work? Besides just being like, so you don't funny. want people to to backseat game and you stated so in, in your in your chat. Yes, and but then like, they just come in. Like, exactly. Yeah, right? like, why don't you kill that thing? Yeah, and I'm just like. Yo. 
uh no did you read the rules um but no this actually happened to me when i was playing uncharted 4 and it's i think if if you need to play a game at your speed just tell your chat that and if they stay they stay if they don't that's fine too but i always you know it might sound weird but all of my internal monologue that i would normally say just mentally i have to remember like just say it on stream so if it's if it's a slower Mm. game like when i played abzu I told my chat, I'm like, I know we do exploration games here, but Abzu might be a little slower than what we're used to. You know, just stick with me. We're just going to go through and enjoy this really chill game. And it it was something that was a little bit different than what I normally go for exploration game-wise. And mm. it went over really well. But I think as long as you prep your chat and they kind of know what you like to play and they're familiar with your play style, you can kind of deal with, with backseating. And, like, I even turned it into a joke for, like, every time... I wanted to do something like Tomb Raider. I'm like, look, we're going to find this hidden tomb. Y'all going to leave me alone. We're going to get these collectibles. Y'all going to deal. Like, this is what we're going to do today. This, that's it. We're just... like, I don't pull no punches on my chat. And it just became a point to where we just, I just know. If I say I'm going to go get a shiny, they know what that means. Leave me alone. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> Let me go get the collectible in the corner. Let me just go true. be Nathan Drake and just hop around and get all little cute statues. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've faced exactly that when I was streaming like Horizon Kai, where like mm-hmm. I was like I need to go around and pick up wood, <laughs> and like I did that for like five minutes, and yep. like I was I was streaming, and like I was like, yeah. you know what? I, I'm not sure how this looks on stream, but I need to do it. You know? yeah. it's weird. It's That's scary me though. Yeah, and and like I'm also been like running into that because I've been sh- streaming mm-hmm. Mass Effect, which is you know a uh-huh. game like for me where when there's a conversation happening, I'm like listening to it and watching the facial stuff and all that so like i had to tell people in the chat like yo like i might not talk as much during this game right um i hope that's cool but i I can't be like cracking jokes while i'm trying to flirt with pb you know what i'm saying so so, right you um, stay trying to flirt yeah yeah yeah, oh yeah oh yeah i'm a a, a flirting ass effect dog um going anywhere near your mako yeah (laughs) yeah but but my i actually wanted to uh Touch on one thing that you, yeah. that you mentioned, Andrea. So you mm-hmm. talked about these like longer streams yeah. that like you have over the weekend, and we talked a couple of episodes about um, how like a lot of sh- streamers feel pressure to do these like yes. longer like marathon yeah. kind of sessions, yeah. and unfortunately that's led to some people having health issues and like even Absolutely. worse, like some people you know passing away. Um, <sighs> so like, uh, what what are some of the things that like you do to make sure that you can get through these like longer? kind of sessions and like what advice would you give to i guess a newer streamer that wants to do like you know a super long kind of session and might not know might exactly not. how to approach it okay i have like two quick points for that like as a, as a streamer know your strength as a caster like if you can keep that energy up go for it like if you feel yourself starting to wane like plan for it don't just jump on stream and be like okay we're streaming for 24 hours like no <laughs> plan ahead of time get your sleep get your rest get your snacks like whatever vitamins you take make sure you got all of that with you when you stream like you do you have to plan for it because because for my 12 hours like i always kind of i can always gauge my mood before a stream to like know okay am i going to be able to keep this energy for 12 hours i'm feeling kind of good today let me just go run to the store and get some things so I can have snacks on stream and stay hydrated. And for like newcomers, I know, I know the new streamers. I know I've been there. You see a streamer doing like a 48 hour cat. Don't please. 
know if you're doing like a 24 hour like pace yourself take breaks take bio breaks take water breaks stand up and stretch if you need to like don't just barrel straight through no it's it's really not good for you like take breaks plan for it plan your gaming lineup like if you're gonna switch off especially if you're doing like a marathon stream like 12 hour 24 hour make sure you have those games planned out so you know when you're gonna switch or know when you're gonna need to take a break i know it sounds tedious but like it was a streamer who died in the middle of a 24-hour charity stream like this is no joke like please plan for it let your community know you know because i know my community has had to remind me like you take your water break you know you take your snack Mm. break you know so just just keep those things in mind when you try to pull those those marathons i don't do it all the time though Mm -mm. once a month or once every few months but charity no i won't even go 24 hours for charity i'll do 12. so you know it's funny um in that conversation that we had about uh, marathon streaming mm-hmm. Ka, Ka said that he thinks Twitch should just kind of disallow or or gate the or grant the privilege mm-hmm. to marathon stream um, what do you think about that do you think that that's that that Twitch should come in and try and regulate that stuff or do you think that it should be up to the discretion of the streamer that's a tricky one um because i think if i think if we leave it up to twitch to regulate that we already know it's going to be partnered the big partner streamers first that would have access to that anyway um i I, because i know it is in in twitch tos where it talks about self-destructive behavior i think so i think Mm -hmm. that that falls under that but i also think it should be at the discretion of the streamer to kind of know their limits like i know personally nope 48 nothing 20 nope (laughs) <laughs> no. 48 what no the show no it, no stream happening over here no so i think it's important to know your limit as a caster too and to understand and respect that limit because you don't want to push yourself like streaming is always going to be there your health and your life is take care of that first and foremost always i have i have a quick follow-up to that because yeah. i think uh, there's been a couple of things that I've noticed, and this mm. is a thing that I I remember when you remember when e, uh, Twitch used to throw out those like email blasts often about yeah. we have you know co coming up in yep. this weekend's show or blah 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 yeah I and and we would always well I would always wonder where are all the black people listen like where <laughs> listen where where, have, where are they getting any pushes towards being going? in this space. Has there been in any of the conversations again, shout out to folks like UGR or uh, uh, and other folks who we know who are like DJ Knight, who's been getting a lot of love of late. You know, do we do we hear anything? Have there been any conversations about besides the kind of, you know, making sure people are healthy and, and streaming responsibly about, you know, putting some of these folks who are uh, in our space and in our communities at the front uh, of the line a little bit and giving them some love that's not just about words and more about actions of being like, I see you in advertising. I see you (laughs) in uh, uh, other stuff. Have you heard any of those conversations uh, from from the folks on the home front? Absolutely. Shout out to Zach, though. I got to put Zach on the spot. Shout out to Zach. One of the first conversations I had with Zachary Diaz over at Twitch, um, he's at Twitch Partnerships. One of the first conversations I had with him, walked right up to him and was like, I love what y'all are doing with the diversity. 
okay, so what about how can we move people on the front page? Like that was one of the first things nice. where I was just like, how can we do this? Yeah. How can we, you know, as a woman of color, hey, put us on the put us on the front page. My girl Snow Lit, I know she was on. She was on front page. She's a woman of color streamer. You don't see it enough though. It's it's not no. to the point yeah. where you can go on the front page at any time and just just click those little squares and just to see a person of color. So they are aware. I don't I saw a Raylian tweet about uh looking for it was a tweet yeah. about looking for diverse, you know, streamers and casters. So they're making an effort. You know me, I'm like, can we get this done like yesterday? But they're what? but they're aware. <laughs> like y'all Twitch staff, y'all know me. Don't let's they they know they know me. I've brought this up to them quite a few times on just yeah. in private. Like, can how do we get this train moving? So yes, they are aware. They do know. Uh, they're working on it. They're working because I listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that guy says everything. I can't, All right, so yeah. so so who yeah. who get who gets it first? We get we get one whole block of black folks on the front page. You know that whole like carousel that they get. Yes, right I'm on the front. For that. Or Jesse Williams comes out as a hotep. What happens wow. first? <laughs> he might so, stream it on Twitch, though. I know, right? Yo, the way it's going with T-Pain and everybody. He Coming might to you from the Nation of Islam page on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Williams. <laughs> right. Jesse Williams. Anyway. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, anyway, we are rocking with the wonderful, the amazing Simply Andrea. This is a really dope episode. I'm so happy you're all here. I'm so happy you are here. We will be right back after this. Seeing you a hard brother to figure out Reciting rules versus taking curses a nigga out Can't even bring you to clubs, unlimited women out He just spinning the ignorant rhythms you wigging out It's near the drag, dragging round that bag that you living out Cause you don't have any pad, any flat, any crib or house That beat of your own drum, some more like a bounce to a different couch Yeah, but I can rob now You've been rocking them sweatpants for ten years What's up with that bid? Boy, is that weird? This isn't a war zone. Fatigues are intact here. Your wardrobe screams, I'm the brokest cat here. It screams it loud and clear. You need a real career. This isn't North Korea. You're living in a capitalist state and your capital scarce. Yeah, but some are rather direct. Some would rather the has choke. Some would rather the wreck. Some would rather the rescue. When none of that works. Cats will gather to test you, but fans will gather to check you. A melody pure and true. Saying you're bugging, not getting on Twitter. Think of all of the fans who love the monitor. You each and every move, maybe you should consider the web traffic you lose for trying to have dinner. Without an interruption, every second I doubt. Your mind and extra attention when your record is out. Don't you feel your reluctance to travel the regular route could leave you left out? Nah, cause I could rhyme though. Um, you're not exactly a backpacker. You're not a gangbanger. You're not a swagger rapper. You're not a hustler, but you're not a slacker. Not a half stepper, but you're not a capper. You're not a trapper, even though you kept a trapper keeper. You don't hug the block or smoke a lot of reefer. You're not a pimp, you're not a hipster, even though you got a lot of sneakers. You don't fit the box, so you gon' get out the thing I could rhyme. Some are rather direct. Some would rather the S choke. Some would rather the wreck. Some would rather the rescue When none of that works 
Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 156 of the Swarmy Podcast. I had to keep it going with the music because they dropped a really dope joint last week. So we wanted to hit you back with some homeboy Sandman to get you up in this piece. Uh, we are hanging and chilling with Simply Andrea, one of our favorite twi- Twitch streamers. I'm going to say Twitch as a Twitch, like tricks. What? what? Like tricks and cereal. It was like it was like an in between. It was like tricks okay. the cereal and then Twix. Man, anyway, listen, I think I think that Montezuma got into your brain. Oh lord. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> One of the cool things that we that that you gents got the chance to talk about <laughs> in the last episode. Uh, was running through the EA Access version of Mass Effect and having a little bit of the story to dig through. The game is now out and it's currently in people's homes and everybody and their mama has been streaming it. It's been so fun to watch people kind of go through and make their writers and and go through that story. Um, Now that it's out, what have been some of the things that you've been seeing and playing? I don't know. See, did you get a chance to buy the, the actual retail copy? Have you actually played it yet? It don't matter. I still got EA access time, but no. Um, not because I didn't have time. It's because I hadn't, didn't have the opportunity. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. Um, playing the EA access version gave me cold feet about buying the version. Had I not played EA access, it would have been out of purchase already. Are you? Are you still? You oh still yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> you had the cold. You but, but had the coldest, hottest yeah. feet. Right, right. But you know, I mean, the thing is, yeah, I, I really, I kind of went through a, a will they, won't they, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of scenario over the over the course of the week uh, with regards to this game, and um, I, you know, I, I think I've finally come down on the I will uh, portion of it. It's just, yeah. I mean, realistically, I just don't have time. Like, I don't have time to devote mm. 50 hours to any game. I barely have two hours to devote to gaming a night. So um, right. that's the thing that's kind of keeping me away from it. I, I probably mm. need to from it. Reef, what about you? I know you've been playing it super hard, trying to romance everybody. Oh, yeah, man. man, I've been going hard on it. Um so the last show, you know, I said that after the first 10 hours, it didn't really grab me, though I was I was still excited about it, but I wasn't like, yo, this is crazy. I've gotten to the yo, this is crazy part of it. <laughs> oh, um, nice, nice. But as I said on Twitter, I still think that this game takes so long to get to that moment that I can see a lot of people dropping off um, unless they're hardcore Mass Effect fans. Um, right. I think they should have front-loaded this game a little more. Like, I do think that it there are several parts that I believe could have been completely removed from the first six hours and I would have still enjoyed it as much. Um, you know, I mean, I'm really, really, really loving it now. Like I've gotten onto a new planet. I've met a new race. The conversations are super interesting. The worlds are so much larger than mass effect has ever been. So it really does feel like you're navigating on this, uh, planet the like kind of stories that you kind of run into just from finding ruins or like lost colonists or like that kind of stuff all that stuff branches into really cool side quests like all that stuff that i was expecting from a next gen mass effect game is Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. but it makes it so hard to recommend because it literally didn't get there until maybe the the 12th hour 
Oh, wow. You know? Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, like, I know that these games are supposed to be somewhat of a slow burn, but I I think that, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's hard for me to, to, like, say, hey, go spend 60 bucks and wait 12 hours until you really start to enjoy it. You know? <laughs> wow. It's, it's <laughs> like the box quote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like the back of the box quote. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm happy with it. I think if you're somebody that's really invested in the franchise and are willing to stick it out, you will definitely enjoy it. Um, I'm about 26 hours in at this point, and I'm, like, really, really, really liking it. Um, okay. But at the same time, it's hard for me to recommend it because I'm like, you know, like, who, like not that many people have that much time to see if something's good. And as a matter of fact, if this wasn't Mass Effect, I would have dropped out of it. You know, if it, mm. if it wasn't a Bioware game and had that Mass Effect label, I wouldn't have trusted it enough to stick around, you know. And I feel like that's how people that either didn't play the original Mass Effects or didn't like them, that's how they're going to view this game. Like, they don't have that bias to give them the benefit of the doubt at the beginning. So, so, so I really, I, I can see why the scores and the reviews that has gotten have been on the level that they are. They aren't bad, but they're like, you know, sevens, mm-hmm. you know, um, seven and a halfs, which I can understand because, mm-hmm. you know, the other heavy hitters that have come out this year, like Resident Evil and Zelda and like mm-hmm. Horizon, those games grab you within, you know, yeah. 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Right. And and you're immediately like, I need to see how this plays out, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Mass Effect, you know, even if those other games weren't out, it still would have the same problems. But those other games being out magnify those um, those like problems. So you know, I'm loving it, um, but man, it's it's just so hard to really really um, push for it. Um, and I know that that's gonna hurt it for me when I'm ranking it against those other games when we get to game of the year at the end of the year. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I the, 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 there are a lot of positives though. Like the way that conversations flow in this game feel a lot better um, than in Mass Effect three and two. Um, I'm I'm not even counting one because the things are pretty like stilted there. Um, it took me a while to figure out the inventory stuff. It, I think it is laid out a little confusingly, um, and I can imagine on console it's probably even worse because I've only gotten used to it because I can like I learn the hotkeys so I can kind of flip through it fast. If like right. you're like paging through stuff with the triggers and and that kind of stuff, I can imagine it taking really long just to like break stuff down and sell stuff at merchants and that kind right. of stuff. Um, I still think it does have some UI kind of challenges there, um, but w- when it comes down to it, I'm about Mass Effects for the conversations, the combat, mm-hmm. and the romance, and it delivers on all three of those once you get past that huge barrier mm-hmm. at the beginning. So. Can you can you have romance and combat at the same time? I don't know. I hope so. Combative I hope romance. so. Love Combative. is a battlefield. You, know, right. um, you, uh, you you had that you had that in uh, Mass Effect Three with uh, the the woman who was all tatted up. Oh right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like, I want to kiss you, but I want to shoot you too right. at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's, it's a really, I mean, it's still, I'm still surprised that, I mean, Mass Effect has been out for 10 years, and there still have not been a lot of games that really have this romance angle on it, and I'm really, yeah. 
surprised that that hasn't been something that other games on a similarly epic kind of like triple a level have chosen to uh to pursue i think most of the romancing games is like fanfic like fan-made stuff you know mm-hmm. like yeah. like in overwatch and like other games like that but like it's 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 surprising because I feel like that's one of the most talked about things about Bioware games, and they almost mm-hmm. have an exclusive dominion yeah. on like yeah. romance They're and thing. sexuality in right. games. Right. You know, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. It's their thing. Nobody it else is. does. Yeah, which Nobody is okay. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, there's some of it in like Witcher Three. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. And right. I guess if you count dating in GTA, which I don't really count that as. <sighs> hey, really that, I but. will say my character and Michael B. Jordan. In, in uh, 2K. 2K, we we had our thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Right. Orange yeah, juice. That orange juice. <laughs> oh, it was freshly right. squeezed. It was always freshly squeezed, man. You know, but, but uh, yeah, it's 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 like weird. Like I hope that other games see, yeah, you know, see that and try to incorporate that because that's you know, I don't know, that just makes it so much better. It does. So. Yeah. yeah, Andrea, I know that this game would lend to your streaming tastes really, really yes. well. Have you had a chance to, to to play it and jump in and, and start streaming? Something Not too? yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for a little bit to let the hype die down as far as as yeah. far as streaming goes. Streamers, new streamers, quick tip: wait a couple weeks when a hot game drops. Just just let it fall off a little bit with the bigger streamers and just swoop in and stream it. Just just wait a couple weeks. It'll be worth the wait as far as your viewers go. Huh. That's good to know. That's a good. That's a pro tip. Pro tip, pro tip. Is there is there anything specific that you're super excited about uh, when you do get the chance to kind of jump in? Um, I really wanna, I really wanna get into Andromeda though, like for real, for real, because people have been telling me like, oh, you're gonna love it, and I'm like, Yee! like I'm super excited, like I can't, <laughs> <laughs> like I squeal. It's Bioware, so they they always deliver on unlike the romancing options. So I'm I'm here for that all day. What about you, Kyle? I I am. Um, it's interesting. So I was tweeting the other night that I was like, "This is one of those games that I have been worried about mm-hmm. trying to jump into it now uh, because of some of the reviews and stuff that people have talked about and the mm-hmm. lukewarm kind of reaction to it." Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are just a whole bunch of things to play. Plus now, like, and plus like just wallet just like hurting because everything that has been coming out <laughs> in the past, yeah. like. Right since january since, exactly. since yeah. september until now has been madness yeah um but the biggest thing that i've been worried about actually is like this is my first pc or console which one do i get and uh, i was watching reef stream the other night uh-huh. and all that romance made me want to get it on pc uh-huh because because I want my high de- I want my romance in high def I want I want 4K romance. You said 4K romance. I want 4K romance as opposed to just 2K romance. 2K. But the weird thing is, the weird thing is also now that there's gotten all those kind of lukewarm reviews, uh-huh. I know that I can get this game cheaper on PC. Ah. So I'm just like, yeah. mm, should I wait? It's and always then, a like, gamble with. Right, like I'm like, should I wait another couple of weeks and then I know it'll be around like forty bucks or thirty bucks or something like mm-hmm. that, and I can snag it yeah. and not feel like I jumped in, you know, feet first and and will be disappointed yeah. if it doesn't really turn out to be what I was hoping it to be. But it, it it does it doesn't have that same cachet of when we saw it in the E3 presser and it was jumping around and they were like, it's gonna be exclusive to blah 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 and all this other cool stuff. I'm like. Having seen people play it, I'm just like, this looks okay. Mm-hmm. Like it looks decent. 
Yeah. It doesn't. It's not blowing me away in in, in some ways, but watching Reef Stream, I was like, whoa, the vistas and stuff look phenomenal. That yeah. stuff looked really, That's really cool. Is has that been the case for you, Reef? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it, it makes me think of actually. It, it reminded me a bit of um, uh, Metroid uh, in that. Oh, yeah. When you first get to these planets, like you're like, I mean, you, you do have your squad, but for the most part, it's you and just an expanse of land and monoliths and all kind of stuff. And like, you got to go around and figure stuff out, you know? Oh, okay. um, and it feels cool. Like it, it, as I said before, in like Mass Effect 1, when you were exploring these planets, you always felt like you were like going basically on a street kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it just felt very linear and laid out, so it never felt as like epic as like I'm on a new world, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> right. um, and then like Mass Effect two and three just got rid of that like completely. Um, right. But you know the uh, vehicle, the, the like Nomad feels really good. It can basically handle almost any terrain. So you're like bouncing around and running over things and like going up hills. So like um, it, it. I think they do capture that like. You know, and again, this makes me sound like I like work for for uh, Bioware. <laughs> You're a shit. No, but, this is dope. This is dope. but but like it really does feel like, yo, I got to find a place for these colonies to survive. Like I got to right. scope this out and make sure this is safe. Like like I was really saying that to myself as I was going through. So mm-hmm. so, so like cool. so like I think that, yeah, I mean, I think they totally nailed that feeling. Um, but again, you know, should have front loaded it, man. Like I I. I I really uh, you know am surprised because that kind of speaks toward a lack of polish when the game is polished. Well, aside from the facial animations, the game is like polished right. in like so many <laughs> other areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it just seems like that you know I feel like if like they would have had maybe a few more months to like play it through and let's say hey guys let's just freaking chop off the first five hours and just start <laughs> at the cool part. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, speaking of that, one of the things that the internet does really well is front load hate and Ooh, <laughs> nonsense. Right. Um, you, you know, people have been talking about the the animations, and there have been amazing amounts of gifs that have been popping through my feed yes. and through my timeline Hilarious. of people doing the chicken dance and chicken walk <laughs> and chicken face. Um, and that kind of led itself to one of the uh, folks who worked on the game being harassed by our, our not wonderful friends over in the GG space. Um, it, it was one of those things that I didn't really pay attention to or see until it actually blew up. Mm-hmm. But there have been a couple of stories that have been written about it. And I guess, Reef, if you want to jump into kind of what the overarching mm-hmm. uh, uh, issue that happened was, that would be dope. Yeah, so, so we talked a little bit about it last week. But like a quick summary is, you know, people were making fun of the facial animations in Mass Effect as people make fun of them in a, in a lot of these open world games where there's funny glitches and stuff. Mm. Um, some, uh, you know, Gamergate person, po- some popular person posted, you know, on their site, like, hey, this woman was responsible for the animation and, like, she slept her way to the top and she's a cosplayer and, and like, doesn't uh, know games. And so she was harassed. And, and then, like, Bioware had to make a statement you know, saying that 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 they didn't uh, deserve it, and I, I don't think that person worked on the game. All kind of like like ridiculous stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and what happened was that so like Jonathan Cooper, who uh, did not work on this game, but he worked on Assassin's Creed Three 
Uh, he was the lead animator on the first two Mass Effects, and he worked on Uncharted 4 as well. Um, so he got on Twitter and just essentially said, said like, hey, guess what? The animations in Uncharted are dope because we have like a strictly linear pathway and we actually motion capture everything because there's not any variability in those conversations. Right. You know, I mean, I know Uncharted 4 had the little decisions, but not really, right? Um, right. Whereas when you make a open world game, they essentially have, it's so large that they have to use algorithms mm. to determine how the person's face moves. Um, and he basically says, yo, it's a quantity first quality trade-off, which is something that I thought about um, even before he came out with this. It's like, that's why you see so many glitches in open world games because, you know, it would just take them forever and the game would never come out if they like actually properly modeled every interaction like the same way that say Naughty Dog would do for Uncharted or like a Last of Us, you know? So like he just had a really good uh, tweet stream um, that, that just talked about how like, hey, this is how game development is, you know? Um, and like, it's not as easy as just, you know, as just saying, Hey, I'm gonna touch up every single animation for every conversation. <laughs> right. in hour right. game. Yeah. You know? Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, he, he, he kind of volunteered to come out and, and like say this. So again, he didn't work on Mass Effect four. Um, but, but, you know, he was the lead animator on the first two. So he knows a lot about this. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think that he's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of um, just trying to say stuff t- to make Mass Effect look a little better when it's when it's like faltering at this? Or do you think that like there's some truth in like what he's uh, what he's saying? So we'll start with C. Hashtag facts be mad facts dead ass. And we'll, and we'll um, go to the Caliph. Right. You know what? <laughs> in some New York slang battle. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, I mean, look, of course, it's, that's that's not spin. That's no, real. It's not, like, it's real. you know, I mean, you know, if you if you just use your brain and logic mm-hmm. and listen to the things that he has to say. Yeah, they're, they're it's an open world game. They've got to factor in. They've got to account for so many more things than a, than a linear game does. And, you know, it's one of the things that we we talk about uh, when we talk about the beauty the graphical fidelity of a Last of Us or anything that Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog does, Uncharted Four, and, and you know, and, and the like, it's the fact that they they're able to create these linear, uh, you know, these linear story arcs that allows them to make the games as beautiful and as mm. cinematic as they possibly can. Yeah. And you know, it's it's um, another reason that you you know really tip your doff your cap. To uh, Rockstar for what they were able to do with GTA Five, yeah, um, you know, and just that massive, massive world. Um, you know, Mass Effect as great a series as, as it is um, does not get the same type of financial and um, time uh, leeway that Rockstar gets when it, when it's time to make a, a new uh, Grand Theft Auto. So uh, it's not going to be as rich uh, in the fidelity um, and with animations as a game like GTA is, and definitely, certainly not like a, a game like uh, Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said all of that, we still have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these animations are 
not impressive to very bad. Um, and, you know, in particular, to, to call them out again, the, the, uh, the facial animations and the palettes for characters of color, um, you know, not to mention, not to even attempt to mention the hair, which they still haven't gotten right. They're, they're all, you know, all of those things are pretty bad. And, and even uh, non-people of color look pretty bad. Uh, but the, you know, but the people of color, you know, look uh, especially bad. Um, you know, last week I was talking about how you know my guy looked like a monkey, and you know, and it's not even like I, you know, I'm not even trying to be racist. Um, yeah. I just happen to be because I looked at my thing and I, I know what monkeys look like. But, but, you know, like, Ka, Ka called him Billy D. Harambe. Oh, my that God. Was, that <laughs> was the perfect description of my guy with, with you know, with the comb back, relaxed hair oh, and, and um, mutton chops that stopped for three inches between his, like, to show off his cheekbone. It's the wildest, the wildest shit ever. Like, you oh, know, who man. does that? That is weird. So... Um, yeah, so hashtag fact that ass. Billy D. Harambe. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, Billy D. Harambe. Yeah, um, um, Andrea, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Uh... Um, yeah, I actually met Jonathan Cooper. He's he's spot on. Like, he he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, too, with with certain games, especially with, with all the variables that you have in open world, there's so many things that can go wrong in terms of glitches and, and things that you can't really control because i know in gta i've glitched out on walls i've shot people through doors oh, yeah. it's just been weird you know so yeah yeah you have to take that into consideration too and i also think that whoever that random person who quote unquote found the woman responsible <laughs> for these like do y'all understand how games work like no you, no like y'all don't you understand how don't. games work because y'all just coming up with all these asinine side comments like just stop like just just talk to any person in the industry who's ever worked on a triple A, and like your perspective will change drastically on those things. Like That's fake news. Fake uh, news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And, yeah, right and uh, Kai, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on on this thing? And anything to I'll add? double down. On, I'll double down on what Andrea said, and I think that that's. I think that is a. I was talking to, to a dev today. We had lunch and hung out, and. Um, I brought this up to them and it, it's just like one of those conversations where again it's like i was like do you think that if people knew how hard it was to make a game that they would give people more grace when it comes to stuff like this and he said you know to a certain extent you know people are spending their hard-earned money right so it's like you can't be too mad at people for excuse me for um for uh being upset about games not necessarily being up to par or what their expectations were and, and things like that and you then you definitely can't go after people uh when you are you feel like you've been aggrieved in some way and i was like well look the hardest part is trying to figure out people's expectations when a lot of people go into them go into any game at this point yeah. with some version of unrealistic expectations, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, like I had those going into Horizon. I had them going into Nier. I had them going into a whole bunch of different things where I, in my head, once it was said that this game was going to be coming out, in my head, I formulated a vision of what I think that game was going to be. 
and as much as it got close with whatever parts, there were never going to be a hundred percent kind of one to one relations between uh, what I had in my brain and what actually came out uh, on in retail. So, you know, I, all I can do is hope that you know what I loved about what um, EA did was and Bioware did. Uh, is that they they did put out a statement i think it was i think like you said last week it wasn't as strong as we had hoped that it would have been but it was nice that they came out in front and said yo you can't do this and then it was even greater to see the the gaming community rally around mm-hmm. uh th- that person and give them love and give them support and give them uh, a space to kind of get out of you know harm's way as much as they possibly could after that stuff happened and it was bugged out because it wasn't even a person Right. Like that was the thing right. that blew me away. Yeah, it was like true. you have all these like she said fake news people who have their sites and people don't know how to read and can't figure <laughs> out how to use the logic. Right. And then they they go out and beef with people and and mess mess their whole day up when people should be celebrating the fact that even without uh the game being amazing in their own eyes that a really cool AAA game got pushed out there and it's doing some fun and cool things. So yeah, I hope people just calm the hell down. Don't 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 go to that site. I know who that person was, and I was like, I don't like y'all. I never liked y'all. Y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, it it just scares me because it really there's this whole mob of people just ready to pounce whenever these people like yeah. say that one person is responsible for something. They're just ready to just pounce with hate that has nothing to even do with the issue. Because I can guarantee you those people that were harassing, they weren't harassing her about Mass Effect. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, it was right, it was all right. about just bigotry and misogyny and just everything under the book. I mean, it's 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 just pe- people just wait for that stuff. And, and I, I really do believe it's a vocal minority of the community. I don't think that that's the community. I right. like to think that. Yeah, Things happen so much, though. Sometimes I'm like, you know, is it? I don't know. It it, well, it 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 bothers me. I you know I mean this happens in in all forms of art, right? Like you look at yeah, uh, you look at movies. Um, you know, I, I was listening to the things that you were saying about how you were anticipating something after you know you you heard it was going to be released, and, and you have an idea of what it's going to be in, in your head before you consume it. Uh, you know, I think about movies all the time. And, and, you know, I mean, that sounds just like a movie. You see a trailer, you're thinking, or you hear that a certain uh, movie is going to be made. Uh, you think, oh, man, th- that the premise of this movie sounds fantastic. You've already, uh, you already have an idea of what you think it should be or could be, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all of these things are subjective. Uh, a review is subjective. Opinions are subjective. These are, you know, people see what they want to see out of a thing. Uh, based on their own set of expectations, based on their own biases, whatever that information is. Um, part of the, the the gift and the curse of the generation that we that we in which we currently live is is the ability to immediately uh, give feedback to um, the the people that actually the creators of the content, whatever the content is. And, right. and you know, as human beings, we have to also remember that the people that you're talking to mm-hmm. uh, on the other side of the computer screen are actual human, living human, mm-hmm. feeling human beings. Yeah. And 
you know, for a subsect of people, and I think, you know, like you, like you said, Reef, it is definitely a vocal minority. It's a minority that whose job it is to sit back and look for these things. It's like the, you know, the the something borough Baptist church, the God hates fags oh, people. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. They, Westboro, yeah. Right. They were combing obits and combing the news, you know, the news wire. To find the next soldier yeah. that wow. died, so that they could go and protest, yeah. and and in that same vein, there are people that are around combing Twitter, looking for the next woman to victimize, the next person of color to victimize, and you know, um, kudos to everyone that rallies around those people to kind of shield them from it, but. Those people exist, and they will always exist. And we have to just come up with um, better tools to kind of either drown them out or uh, figure figure out a way to kind of curate them to the side. Um, but, you know, you also have people like Brett Ratner today talked about how Rotten Tomatoes is terrible um, because, like, you know, like Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes is this aggregator, and it makes... Uh, it makes people, it encourages people not to go and see movies. Now, Brett Ratner just made Batman versus Superman, and he was saying that it, um, even though the movie made grossed almost a bi- one billion dollars, um, that there was this huh. dark cloud over the movie because the set's that, interesting, right? As yeah. a result of the Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, give me a break, uh, right? <laughs> And, and instead, right, instead of instead of coming out and saying, you know what, the, I think, the, he, the, I the think dark, he has a point, though. The, well, he has he has a point, just the same way that we've had this conversation about Metacritic and how people will go in and troll Metacritic to kind of play with the numbers. Yeah. And Metacritic has gotten smarter about that, and I think Rotten Tomatoes um, used a, a very similar formula where, to Rotten to uh, Metacritic. Where they've got two separate critic ratings, so they've got the the uh, the fans, their critic rating, and then they've got the tomato meter for the actual critics. So, and mm-hmm. those two are separate. So, you know, it's it's a fair aggregator, and, and you know, in your opinion of a thirty percent movie, may be different from you know from everybody else's. You may love that movie. Um, I'll say this too. I, I ran I think, into I, I ran into someone really quickly. I ran into someone this weekend who really loved Batman versus Superman and was trying to explain to me why that movie <laughs> was good. Oh wow! That person clearly was drunk. I mean, and they each wrong. their own, you know. Right, <laughs> guess... but like you know, I mean, to each his own. Yeah. I think I think the 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 real quick piggyback on that is yes, like you have the you have the sentiment that gets pushed out through fan spaces and as a so like as a developer as a company as a as a publisher a lot of times you have to fight so hard to get that mind share back right. once you once the public opinion the court of public opinion has called you and, and ruled you guilty of of whackness right then yeah. it is really difficult yes. to get that stuff back so like brett like it, it is a pro is probably to a certain extent a, a financial a financial success it made almost a billion bucks oh, right 
but people in their brains forever will be like that joint was garbage. Yeah. Well, in their brains, and, in and their it's eyes, valid. in their sensibilities, that that joint was garbage. Like true, it, true, I true. Mean, right? It wasn't <laughs> like it was the dark cloud was because of Rotten Tomatoes. The dark cloud was because of Batman versus. Superman. Yeah, exactly. That's right. true. That's what I'm saying. You true, can't blame the review that, thing though. that's populated from your movie being crappy. Like, I mean, but that's, that's huh? Yeah. Why did you say that name? <laughs> I can't deal. Martha. <laughs> Martha. That, you know what? If there is any part of the mind share about Batman vs Superman, it will be those two lines yes, together. Yes, it's true. No matter how much money that joint yes. made, it will be Martha. And oh, why did you say that name? Right. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, a game that did not make a billion dollars, but I really like mm-hmm. is uh, something that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, shout out to Square Enix. Uh, they they hooked hooked us up with a copy of Nier, um, on, and I got it on PC. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, I have no, I had no background with this game, even though I know that I, I believe there is part, this is like a, uh, manga or anime, uh, inspired, inspired game. I may be getting that out of my behind. Uh, no, but no. this, like you, you talked about front loading your game experiences, mm-hmm. Reef. Near, I played an hour of Near. I looked at the time and I remember how much I played because I was going to bed. <laughs> I played an hour of Near. It is the it is one of the strongest openings of any game I've ever nice. played in my thirty eight years of life. Wow, that's really. Cool. I am so excited to get back into this game that I haven't played it since I played it that one day because <laughs> I'm old and black and I'm tired, but. It, it it does so many cool things because the first thing I remember when they started to uh, do the the press for it was kind of the scantily clad you know blindfolded uh, protagonist and they, they did all these things about like her butt and they had like this whole like <laughs> oh we're gonna show her butt and she's gonna be running around and slicing up things and I was like well this looks like a weird version of Devil May Cry and I love Devil May yes. Cry the series and it was like. You know, I may give this a shot, but it doesn't really it's, it's all super brown and it's not pretty and all this stuff. But the way this game starts off, it starts off as a shump that turns what? into it starts off as a shump that turns into a, a brawler that turns into a Devil May Cry game wow. all in the first hour huh. that has some like crazy big bad moment that is like one of the dopest and it's like the thing that makes me really excited about it was and I hope this this art continues throughout the game is it keeps throwing small curves at you. I love games that like to mess around with perspective yeah. uh, and use really interesting camera angles yeah. and and go from like side scroller to top down to isometric to like first person almost almost angle. And they do all that stuff in the first hour. Wow. And then you get really cool weapons and you start to learn how, to, how the systems work. And then that's not even like the beginning of how dope you can be. It's so cool how many fun things they throw at you right in the beginning of the game that I'm hooked. I'm yeah. like so hooked. And I remember people talking about this game as being really dope. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And now I'm like, yeah. yo, I need to go back and finish this game yeah. when I have some more time. So shout out to the folks over at Square Enix yes. for... Yeah. Jumping into that game like head, feet, yeah, <laughs> arms yeah. first, yeah. <laughs> and doing some stuff with that. Yeah. Uh, Andre, have you have you heard any folks talk about Nier and, and yeah, give some impressions like, um, or conversations? Demo about demo was lit. Like it was just yeah. flames, just all flames. 
And what I like about it too, it, it does play with different camera angles and different cinematics. But like, I love the fact that they broke the fourth wall with 2B because like, I saw a clip. Mm. If you try to upskirt her, she physically moves the camera away. Like, nah. <laughs> like, so I just love the fact that we get like the, those little touches, like breaking the fourth wall. And it's just <laughs> like, the demo was amazing. I can't wait to, to play the full, to play the full version. It's amazing. Oh, so good. So good. So so. Like good. I love little elements so, like so that good. in gameplay. So is this mm-hmm. is this game kind like a you can play it in a Saturday game or no no, no. you got to sink some hours because the game is hard. That. Yeah, the game is hard. Yeah. So it's like it, they don't let you have to. There's no auto save, oh, so no that's way. automatically oh. one of those things where you have to go to like these little like uh, machines and go save your game. Uh huh. Uh, but you can get for pretty far into a level, and if you die, you screw. Whoa! <laughs> you that, didn't say that's it. interesting. Yeah, so it's like that part of it is really is really uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and I wish and I'm happy about that. Like, I'm not in the Dark Souls vein. I'm more in the Bloodborne vein. And and people who know that know those two games know what I mean by that. Where it's like Bloodborne is the kind of like beginner. Fisher Price version of it Dark is. Dark it Souls, where where it's a little bit more forgiving and you have the ability to kind of learn your way through it, mm-hmm. um, and Near doesn't feel like that already. Okay, like oh. it's like a bullet hell shooter and Devil May Cry and all these other, all these things all at the same time, and I'm like, whoa, these people have thought of some really cool systems and put them all in one spot. So you'll get more um, news about that when I do my review for it, um, hopefully soon. Uh, but that will be coming up uh, probably in a couple of weeks as far as when I finally get a chance to run through that whole thing. So mm-hmm. definitely pick that up. Yeah, uh, definitely. And and, and, and you you have it on PC, like you said, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. how's the, um, you know, just getting it to run the settings and stuff? Did you have anything, any problems with actually getting it, getting it to run kind of smoothly? I mean, my computer is a beast, son. Oh, snap. Yo. Oh, snap. You just crunched Yo, it. My machine Number got mad it. gigawatts and teraflops, B. Gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, honestly, honestly, I mean, it, it, the, the thing that, that took me, uh, the, the first thing I noticed was how much they have brought into that world that is based on kind of small touches. So, like, fire in that game looks really phenomenal. Um, the way that your character animates, I don't know how it looks on console, mm-hmm. but it feels like it runs fairly smooth. It it does hiccup a, a bunch mm-hmm. when you're in an animated cutscene, which is a little bit unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It, that could be the fact that I'm running it at really high 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 res, mm-hmm. uh, or it could just be that that's like an, a thing that's not optimized as well. Um, but for for the most part, it is a, it is a really pretty pretty title and and again it like hits all those marks of you know you want to play something that's fast and twitchy you got that there too so it's like it keeps up uh and it didn't seem like it it made my machine chug at all either so again i don't know if that's like just my machine or if that's just they've done a really good job optimizing it uh i'm gonna say uh shout out to sony right now uh because uh near like you said you're playing on pc it is at least right now, I don't know if it is timed or not, but exclusive to the PlayStation 4 platform uh, on uh, home consoles. Um, already, we haven't hit April yet. They are killing 2017 in exclusives. Yeah. Um, you know, people talk about it, do exclusives matter? I don't know if exclusives matter or not, 
But right now, if you if you're looking uh, to buy a console and this, just this year, and you're like, well, where can I play games that I can't play anyplace else? Um, the the uh, PlayStation Four is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, you've already had Neo, you had uh, Gravity Rush Two, yes. uh, you had uh, Street Fighter Four, you had yeah. oh five right, you had uh, Horizon. Um, oh, not Street Fighter Five, Double Dragon Four is what I was talking. What I was thinking about. Oh, I didn't um, realize that Double that was Dragon? an exclusive what? to yeah, it was it was PlayStation, a, it was PlayStation Four exclusive. Wow, um, exclusive right. indie game. Right, right, exactly. Sweet. Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and Disc Jam. How was that? Disc Jam. I don't think is on is on Xbox. Yeah, Disc Jam's on the PS Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disc Jam. Yeah. Um, everything the game uh, and. You know, by the time this this episode airs, MLB the show, whatever seventeen, um, yep. you know, 17. brand new brand new MLB the show with with Kent Griffey Jr. on the cover, um, that that will be released. So I mean, they're they're murdering twenty seventeen right now. Um, yeah. You know, and the only Xbox exclusive worth worth talking about right now is uh halo halo wars 2 uh so you know right right exactly and that and that (laughs) very right that very muted reaction is exactly all you need to know about the xbox yeah they they got scorpio coming so right so hopefully at like e3 they'll announce a whole slew of stuff to support the Scorpio launch. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, you're gonna if I mean if the beginning of the year is any any indication, um, that Microsoft press conference is going to have to blow the doors off of everyone in order for yeah. them to really start to gain gain a foothold. Agreed. 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 Um. So. Uh, to wrap up and almost finish episode 156 of the Small Me Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit of Overwatch, uh, our favorite game. If you like uh, Zarya and if you like <laughs> Fo Harambe, and you also like all the other people, be calling I, I, every Harambe, time I think, man, come on, man. Every time I think of Overwatch, I just think of Austin Walker. And That's what we call him, though. Bastard. Like on my stream, we call him Harambe. <laughs> Okay, Winston. <laughs> we do. Put some respect like, oh, on his name. His own name. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. Some respect <laughs> on his name. That's right. Respect on Winston's name. His name. I mean, they need Winston, to tweak Winston a bit. They do. They need to tweak him a little bit. Like, how I mean, do you, know, you not give him? How do you not give him British a British accent? Just a little bit. Pull back. I, mean, I I love Winston though, but I think they need to just. Buff him he a little a bit. He needs a buff like what they did with Symmetra. Like, Symmetra was always fire, but she, like, super flames now. Yeah, Symmetra's like, great now. Woof. Yeah. Like, they just need I to help Winston out while. a little bit. Like, please. Yeah, Symmetra's my girl, yeah. Uh, yeah, Symmetra's yeah, dope. Yeah. All day. Sarif, let everybody know about uh, the new character that's coming to Overwatch. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, um, Arisa, I think it's Arisa or Arisa. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. But, um, so, she is a new hero that was on the PC was in the public test server for the last couple of weeks. But um, as of uh, the 21st, I believe she became available on all platforms. So Xbox, PS4 and PC in the regular servers. Um, so like she is a tank. Um, she's, I guess the closest that you say is she's kind of a mix of diva and Reinhardt. Um, she has a diva type of uh, minigun. 
Um, but she also has a portable shield that she can like put down on the ground. So it's kind of like Reinhardt's shield, except it's like a, a, a stationary one. Um, so that's really, really cool. Um, probably my favorite thing from her is like she has this um, move, which is basically like a mini version of Zarya's ult that pulls people into one place. Awesome. Except like hers, it like recharges at the speed of a normal ability so like in like maybe 10 or 15 seconds or so um and it moves people really fast but that's enough to like make people miss a shot or or pull someone into a pit or or like just like i mean she can basically move enemies around you know what i'm saying so like whether huh. whether it's a bastion or a Widowmaker that's like camping somewhere you, you you can like pull them off the side um or if you coordinate with like your team and you pull all the enemies together and then maybe a McCree on your team is doing high noon or like a something like that so like so, so like she, uh. she 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 she's a very disruptive um tank now i'm not good with tanks in the game so i suck with her but i've played a few times um with with like other teammates playing as her and she's a really really fun t- teammate to have just the fact that that like she can move those enemies around i've seen her completely be able to dominate some of those um captured a point uh like those matches where like the enemies are just bunched up all in front of the point yeah right and 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 and, like it's like a level like anubis where there's only one way in and it's really hard Mm. to like to like push through i've seen her just completely disrupt um so like yeah I, i think she's a great match um, I don't, I, I don't think she's, you know, overpowered or anything. I think that she fits the, uh, the, 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 um, the uh, match well. Um, and she was built by, um, Effie, a, uh, Nigerian, uh, yeah. girl. So yeah, it's, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, you know, like, like, uh, the, that's like another cool, cool addition to the Overwatch story and Blizzard, you know, they remain to be the Kings of, having people of diverse backgrounds in this game. I mean, it's, yeah. it's quite amazing. Um, so, um, that's dope. so, um, Andre, I know that you're big on overwatch. Have like, you had any chance to like a uh, play around with this character? Oh, and, I've been uh, like saving it for stream. Like we, ooh. we go ham on the big events for stream. So I'm going to, I'm going to try her out, but I'm, I'm super excited. Cause blizzard, they, they do a great job with characters. I just need y'all. Can we just get a movie? Like, can y'all just <laughs> give us Overwatch mm. the movie? Like, these little shorts? No. Just... Careful what you ask for. I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind it, though. I wouldn't mind it, because the shorts are really good, and they have a lot of content to work from, and the characters just, are solid. And they're back. Michael Bay presents you, Overwatch. I just want to tell you, um, there was a World of Warcraft movie this past summer, and even Paula Patton's fine ass couldn't save that <laughs> see, I, see, I think if I was a bigger like person involved in WoW, like I probably would care more. But like, I couldn't get into WoW. Like, this is like the first game that Blizzard has like hooked me with. So I'm like, am I am I am I allowed to do a uh, patented simply Andrea sigh to be real quiet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, I mean that's like that. that's like copyrighted, so like you got to pay her now. Right, so right. I, yeah, oh, next true. time I see you, I owe you a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> yeah, a quarter. <laughs> I, I mean, a quarter of a mil. Hello, like. Hey, 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 hey. Quarter of a million zamudis or whatever. 
<laughs> so, wow. The Moonies. So moody. I can't with you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um did did like anybody else get to uh, get, get to mess around with her at all? Have like you guys been jumping into Overwatch during the sea of other massive games to play? So many I feel so I feel so disconnected to Overwatch actually currently. And it's not because of you know, anything being wrong with the game. Paragon. It's just like yeah. that's, what that's what it is. I was just it's, about, it's I was just about to say that. Andrea knows my heart. Andrea knows my heart. Overwatch is Paragon. Yeah, it my is. Over, my, yeah. my Overwatch now is Paragon. Yeah, like I remember when I unfortunately and I still I feel I still feel bad to this day when I cussed on Andrea's stream once. Because because so I was we were playing Overwatch together, and I was like, "Yo, get on the effing I was rolling. payload." I was, that was and people so funny and, and like, <laughs> Andre was like, Kah! and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> and I cussed again. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, but it was one of those things. Like now I know what that means when people are like, "Yo, my Overwatch fix, my my Overwatch fix is Paragon." Is. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm excited to get back into it, but it's also the I, I'm so competitive mm-hmm. that the uh, the season stuff. Uh. It feels like I've been out of it so long uh. that for me to get into it now, I'm going to be playing people who are so good, oh, yeah. and I, I'm not even going to touch that game on PC because I don't even know what the hell I'm doing Ridiculous. on PC with, with my mouse See, and keyboard. Yet. Paragon will make me throw some things and cuss a lot because, oh. like, there's no way, like, because the matches run long. Like, it, it reminds me of League with yeah. like the long running matches. So there ain't no way I'm gonna be in this match for like 40 some minutes, and then the other team comes sweep and win. No, like I will cuss you yeah. out and your dog, everybody. Else. Like, no, I can't do it. My patience, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Nope, I gotta stick I, I to was, the I, short I, matches. You know it's bad when my wife is tweeting about me being tilted <laughs> while I play Paragon. <laughs> oh, she tweeted man. yesterday. She was like, "Kaz's new fussing thing is Paragon." Yes. Yeah, Paragon and will I was just like, make I'm you sorry. rage. I can't. Yeah. It's it's great though. Yeah. I love it, but I just wish they would have bumped up the movement speed a little. I know they did already, but like, I'm used to faster paced. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Got, I'm excited to jump in whenever. Yeah, all I gotta say is, uh, DJ Ben Amin, I will see you on the Overwatch streets. Oh snap! Yo, I just had a, I just oh, had snap. a really good idea. Oh. I got a really good idea. Oh. Check this out. Okay, what? This is how you'll get me back into Par- uh, get me back into Overwatch tomorrow. Tomorrow. Change tomorrow. the name Takes... to Paragon. No, no, no. Shame. Take Cicero's Billy D Harambe Ooh. and make that. The, new the skin for Winston. Oh my god, that'll be dope. And then just have him have a, a backpack that says "Stubnostications." Oh my god, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm here for this. Be perfect. That'll be perfect. I'm just saying. Look at yeah. it. I, I make I make things happen. Yeah, it's all about solutions here on Spawn on Me. All about solutions. I'm down. <laughs> Oh my God! So this again, this was an amazing show, Andrea. Thank you so much for coming through no and hanging with us. This has been a long time coming. Yes, it has. And we we are so happy that you finally got the chance to come through and and rock with Bacago. When you come back, yes. you will then get your your title when you come back oh, to, to Bacago. So we have so we have to make that happen sooner oh, sooner snap. than later. Yeah, absolutely. Word, absolutely. Word. Any any shout outs that you want to give? Any you got to give out your stream. Uh, and when you stream and, and, and plug the hell out of your, your work. <laughs> sure. Um, I go live 
Friday through Sunday, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern. And we just go until I feel like stopping. So that is anywhere from 7 to 10 hours. It just depends on how I'm feeling in the day. But I am Simply Andrea everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, website, Twitter. Spell that. Sim- oh, sure. Simply, and my name is spelled U-N-D-R-E-A. I always get called Andrea. I'm like, no, y'all see the U. No, it's you. <laughs> Stop playing. Y'all see the U. <laughs> The you, the you. Uh, right. Wait, just Steve you. Harvey's on your on your network. Oh, like when you're not playing. <laughs> Man, between I'm Steve so Harvey. Wait, when, when, when you're not when you're not streaming uh, reruns of the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> Bullet head. Oh, <laughs> scarily good. That was stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway, get everybody the social media business, please. Social media business is as follows. Uh, If you want to check us out on Twitter, uh, while you're checking out Simply Andrea on Twitter, uh, you can go to at Spawn on Me. Uh, If you want our information, it is in the bios. Go ahead and check it out there. Uh, as I said earlier, um, you know, we keep the conversations going on Twitter. We have them all the time. Uh, we'd love to bring those conversations to the show. Uh, do that either via Twitter or via the email, spawnonmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you check out the show, uh, this episode, 156, or any of our archives on spawnon.me. That is our homepage. That is our website where you can find uh, this show, our archives, and what we're doing all around the interwebs uh when you want to listen to the show in your car on your phone on your person how you're doing it whatever it is you want to go to your favorite podcatcher either npr1 or itunes or whatever your favorite podcatcher is we're, we're there google play we're there if it is a place where you can subscribe make sure you do that if it's a place where you can rate and review please do that as well it means so much and tell all your friends, tell your enemies, I don't give a shit who it is. You tell them <laughs> and tell them to download because that's that's what's most important. And, and listen, they may learn something and laugh them all the way. Um, let's see. Uh, that's it. That is all the social media business. Do it, damn it. Do it, damn it. <laughs> uh, Reef, let everybody know again, because you've been doing some really great streams of late. Yes. Uh, Breath yeah. of the Wild was, was super dope, and now you've dug, in, dug into the world of Andromeda. Let everybody know exactly where they can see you stream again. Sure. So my stream name is uh, Reef Jackson. Uh, so twitch.tv slash Reef Jackson, R-E-E-F Jackson, because Justin TV won't let me get Sharif Jackson back. So, right. nice. <laughs> so I had to go to Reef Jackson. Um, I usually stream um, starting at around uh, midnight central, um, uh, and I usually do that during the weekdays. So I don't have a daily, like a um, specific days, but usually I'm trying to do it about three or four days a a week. Um, Nice. You know, and and like I've gotten some... uh, some good feedback. I know that that's a little late for, for folks on the East Coast and that kind of stuff, but that's what fits my uh, schedule the best. So I'll definitely be in Andromeda for most of that for the uh, near future, um, though I do like to duck into Overwatch as a palate cleanser. Um, nice. So, 
Um, bueno. Uh, additionally, I just want to say um, for uh, any people that follow my stream, uh, my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash w underscore stand, I auto uh, follow or auto host uh, Reef Jackson's channel. So anytime Reef is streaming and I am not, which is often, uh, you will see Reef's channel on my channel. And I think maybe the Spawn channel as well. Yeah, we all we all auto host everyone that's dope. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you want to come over, I'll be, I'm going to be doing some more streaming as well, uh, more Paragon uh, stuff for me, uh, and then I may also do some near and stuff like that as well. Um, and another side plug: if you want to know more about Paragon, Paragon Radio is a good place Paragon to go listen Radio to it. Paragon Radio is a good place. Uh, who's but, on Paragon Radio, by the way? It is me, me. No, just playing. It's me, the best Grayson in the world, uh, K Dubs and C E Turks uh, from Guardian Radio. We we have joined forces and become Paragon Voltron, uh, and are doing our, our our podcast over there. We're up to episode six. Uh, we had Shane Lynch on there earlier. If you are in the Paragon community, you know who that is, uh, and we hope to have uh, some other cool folks in the near future. Um, so definitely check us out. We'll be doing some more streaming and stuff, and hopefully we'll be as big as Andrea one day. Also, uh, I, I just want to give, since we're on the shout-out parade, um, a little while ago, uh, there's a new update for the Xbox One. Um, brings really nice uh, interface. But the update before added clubs and looking for groups, LFD stuff. Oh, for, yes. Um, to, uh, to the Xbox uh, if there's anyone at Bricago who has who is on the Xbox One or is on Xbox Live has the Xbox app and wants to play with fellow Bricagoans, make sure you go to the Premier Club on Xbox Live for Bricago like shenanigans. Club Bricago. Uh, so yeah, so go ahead and uh, I am. The admin, uh, actually myself and I think uh, Cypher Peer are uh, admins on the Xbox Live for Xbox Live for uh, Club Cargo. So hit one of us up or uh, just request a uh, entry into Club Cargo, and we can all play together, whether it be Wildlands or some uh, Mass Effect multiplayer, whatever the case may be. Um, or, you know, if you just want to shoot the shit, and hey, you know, drop us a line. Word. So again, thank you everyone for hanging out with us this week and every week. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it. Uh, we love seeing you on social media and, and, and having those conversations with you all. And again, shout us out and share us with people who you want to have on the show or who you want to be able to see and have conversations with us on the show. Uh, so do that uh, and share that stuff out with those folks. So until next week, we are going to get up out of here. We will say peace. Peace. Yeah.